Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. That's where we go live every weekday morning. Also hit us up on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and on Twitter. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. So, Zach, we've talked a ton about the rookies so far this training camp. And I, I, you've been covering the Titans for, what, 12, 13 years? This is my 10th year covering the Titans. But how, do you, just off the top of your head, have a memory of the rookie class being this big of a storyline throughout training camp before preseason game number one? As far as storyline, yes, just because storyline doesn't always have to mean positive, okay, right? Good, good, so, good answer. Good answer. So, so I would answer that question that way. But I think this particular class is very unique because it's all based on the circumstance of the A.J. Brown trade. I mean, it is. That's how they got more picks. John Robinson, and I don't want to say reset because I don't think they reset in a year that their expectations are very, very high. But they did reset some of their players in their offense with the trade of Robert Woods, with the drafting of Traylon Burks, with trying to figure out their right tackle situation. Their defense is solid, and I think they gave more help to them you know, in surrounding pieces. The Zach Cunningham is a unique situation because he joined the team middle of the year or late in the year last yeah. year, yeah. and they dropped their first-round pick, Rashawn Evans, and – kept going with Zach Cunningham and David Long Jr. has been a great story but with the number of draft picks in 2022 including a quarterback right I think that you know it's not a, a fifth or a sixth round or a seventh round quarterback you know it's not Luke Falk or Cole McDonald this is the future of Malik Willis and we're finding out what that could be over the next couple of years there is a lot of ability and opportunity for more players to be successful within this draft class. And it sounds like they have done a good job so far early on in this training camp as rookies. And it's not just the fact that this rookie class can be successful. It's that this rookie class can be successful early now and have an impact week one against the New York Giants in Nissan Stadium. Because, you know, we always think of the, the 2019 draft class with Jeffrey Simmons first round, AJ in the second round, Nate Davis third round, Amani Hooker fourth round. You got like four bona fide starters and a couple superstars in the first four rounds. Then you got David Long in the sixth round, and the only miss of that draft class was DeAndre Walker in the fifth round, and he was just hurt. And I think he had some ability, but he was hurt and couldn't get out of that injury bug uh, to move forward with his career. So, but you look at that, but it took Nate Davis until like week three or four to make an impact in the season. Amani Hooker was really a backup safety for two years. David Long Jr. was a backup linebacker and really didn't make an impact until the playoffs in his rookie year. And then obviously Jeffrey Simmons was drafted with a torn ACL. 
different circumstance, had a big impact on the season, but not until week seven. AJ, instant success, but it took a, a couple uh, you know, injury setbacks in his first training camp for him to have that, but then was a rookie of the year candidate. But Zach, this class is having guys that can play right now. Burke situation, there's opportunity for him to have an impact. But then Roger McCreary has been stealing the show on defense throughout the first couple of weeks. Kyle Phillips has really emerged over the last several days of camp and broken that threshold. Now he's getting Tannehill reps, and he's not giving up any Tannehill reps anytime soon. And you're seeing a lot of guys throughout the draft class really emerge and have opportunities where they're, once they get that opportunity, they haven't given it up. We haven't seen the rookie make so many rookie mistakes and drop back down the totem pole. They've stayed in that opportunity range once they get there. And so, like, this rookie class, Zach, is built differently. Like, the Titans have had good draft classes of the past. The 2016 draft class was John Robinson's first. Jack Conklin was really good out of the gates. Derrick Henry wasn't. Kevin Byard was. So you've had some guys who have been taking a couple years to get through their uh, their development to then be a starter. But I think this 2022 draft class has the most day one contributors of John Robinson's classes to, to date. Well, there's more players, right? Nine. There's that, nine. You know, that has to, you know, and that's the difference between this and 2019 where they only had six. You have three additional players, but you could even subtract one because Malik Willis is a core, is a developmental quarterback, right? So yeah. you know, let's say eight opportunity and, and who knows on down the list where the Titans will need, but you know, they traded a player for a lot of picks, a really good player for a lot of picks and a lot of high quality picks. You go back to even the Derrick Henry draft class. They had a lot of picks, but the, the Kevin Dodd thing kind of derailed some things. Let's just be honest. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. And Austin Johnson didn't really work out as where he was drafted. Derrick Henry did. He's the best running back in the league. Yes. But this, I think seeing what you got, you and Sam have seen on the practice field, this training camp, they're relying on rookies, right? In certain spots. Now, here's my big question. They are relying on rookies in practice. Practice, we're talking about practice, but practice is different than game. And when, when I look at starters and I look at, uh, you know, impact, you got to look at September 11th when they yeah. play and host the Giants how many of those rookies are actually starting and then how many are making an impact, not just getting a few plays here and there. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And uh, so reading a couple comments, um, Dadson says different, different draft process. Now they're allocating players uh, more uh, than the old wild west picking. Uh, Sean says, I think this year's draft class will have the most overall impact the Titans and compared to any other team. Uh, Nate says Henry wasn't starting after de getting DeMarco Murray in that year. Yeah, but Derrick Henry wasn't ready. Derrick Henry was not ready at that point to be a, a week one impact player right there. Ethan says a good is a good comment. The immediate impact of this draft class and the delayed year two impact of the 2021 class could mean the Titans are a more complete team than we thought. And I think that's a good comment there from Ethan because you, you're we Christian Fulton and Jeffrey Simmons were more similar and that they were injured guys you draft high because they had high ceiling potential. 
Uh, and then, and you think about uh, Dylan Radins, he had, because of the COVID situation, had only played in one football game in two years and had a smaller uh, school and not ready to go up on the big time yet. But he is is back. But let's go ahead and get to this question, Zach, because I, I find this going to be very interesting uh, for this Titans draft class. So there are nine players in this Titans draft class. We're going to ask this over under. Over or under five and a half Titans rookies to be considered a hit of a draft pick. So over or under five and a half Titans rookies to be considered a hit of a draft pick. Now we have to understand that a hit in the fifth round is different than a hit in the second round, right? Like the ceiling of the sixth round hit doesn't need to be as high as the ceiling of the first round hit with Burke. So over or under five and a half draft class hits from this Titans group. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys all about our friends uh, at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, and unfortunately, that happens. You get hurt, you get banged up, you got to know where to go to and know who to trust. The Bone and Joint Institute can do that. Over a dozen doctors there at their Franklin facility specialize in any type of injury you could possibly have. So check them out when things go wrong, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You can see on the on the screen the promo code ATOZ Sports. And here's something one game parlay insurance when it comes to Major League Baseball. Get up to $25 back if your MLB one game parlay of four legs falls just one leg short. So you got a four-leg parlay, you get $25 bet. Could be, could hit, could hit, could hit. That last leg doesn't hit, you get $25 back. So that's the insurance that BetMGM is giving you as a user. Download the app today in your Android or Apple app store. All right, so the question is over or under five and a half Titans rookies to be considered a hit draft pick. So, Zach, I saw a lot of comments flying in, but over under five and a half rookies to be considered a hit of a draft pick. Uh, I'll send you the chat. Let's see if we're going uh, positivity or maybe skepticism. Well, Steven is going right out of the gate positive. He's saying over, and that's a big number because hits. No, here, let, let's stop actually before we get okay. into this, Austin. Let, yeah, yeah. Define a hit. Okay, so Traylon Burks is a first-round draft pick, right? So his hit has to have a higher ceiling. Traylon Burks has to develop into a wide receiver one for this team to be considered a hit, right? I think that's that's fair. Uh, I think Roger McCreary, as a second-round pick, needs to be a very solid, confident starter in his career for the Titans. I think Nicholas Petit-Frere, as the third-round pick, needs to be a contributor on the offensive line and develop into a starter, but you give him more time to do that as a third-round offensive lineman. Malik Willis is the one wild card that I honestly – don't know if he can really be a part of this conversation yet because he's got so much time to go. But he has the ability to hit, though. Sure, sure. So then, yes, not... not, He he definitely does. I think everybody has the ability to be a hit because they have nine draft picks, right? So now I've gone through the first four draft picks. You had two fourth-round picks in Hassan Haskins, the running back from Michigan, and Chikakonkwo, the tight end from Maryland. Those two guys just need to be solid contributors of the offense throughout their career to be considered a hit as a fourth round pick. All right. Here, here's, here's a little Titans quiz. Okay. I, here's a Titans quiz. And I want to establish this because I think it's important to this question. 
you would consider Rashawn Evans what? Uh, a hit or not o- hit? Overall, not a hit. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Jayon Brown, what would you consider him? A hit. Absolute hit. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Yeah. What about uh, Dane Cruikshank? Hit. Right? Uh, A.J. Brown? Hit. Right? The uh, Isaiah Wilson? Miss. Yeah. Right? So, just as we define this, so the question is... Dar- Darrington, under- Evan- Darrington Evans? Miss. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Not even close. Bishop Easy. Sankey. Not even yeah. left. Corey Davis? Not a hit. There and we so, go. All right. Uh, Steven says, I define a hit as getting to a second contract. It's a business first. I mean, <laughs> well, Jack Conklin, Jack Conklin's a hit of he, a draft pick, right? That he didn't get to a second contract in Nashville. He got one in Cleveland though. Well, everybody gets second contracts. It just doesn't be, no, but it was a, it was a legitimate, like big second contract. So like, again, <laughs> yeah, like, well, uh, T- Tajay Sharp got a second contract in Minnesota. It wasn't a big contract. No, 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 not. But Jack Conklin <laughs> got paid $20 million in his first year. I, I, that's why we're defining what this is. All right. Yes. So let's go to the chat. Yeah. Steven says over. So the question is over under five and a half out of these nine. That's yeah. There's nine. That's that's big F- over under five, five and a half considered a hit uh, of this draft class. Uh, Steven says over Eric G man and Jeff all say under track record. Isn't good. <clears throat> you can't lie about that. That is true. Steven says hard over. So he believes over from Sean. Deborah says over grim. Jim says over under that 0.5 always gets you. So Nas is always get the hook. five. Yeah. Always get the hook. That's right. For so you reason. can't put. Under from Xavier, Rooney says over, Lane says under, uh, history says under, so I'll go under from Damon. Um, Let's see here. Under five and a half is too high from Chris, over from Josh, Brent says under, Billy says under, so does Jason, so does Scott, so does Brandon. Four and a half to five players hit, so that's his, his psyche. Under five and a half. Omar's going over and Eric is going under. So look, I think it is kind of tight, but I do think yeah. under is winning as far as Assad, Brian, Polly, and David and Ethan all going under. But there are, you know, Dadson and Nate all both saying over. Where do you stand? All right. So I think it's over. I'm over five and a half. And I'll say this, Zach. All nine draft picks are going to make this roster. I'll say in one more your time. opinion, in my opinion, all nine draft picks are going to make this roster. Right. And that includes chance Campbell. That includes uh, Theo Jackson and some of the late other late round guys. I mean, Kyle Phillips fifth round pick. That guy is a top four receiver on this team right now, depending on, you know, formation and personnel groupings. So there are five guys, Zach, that I'm already considered on the path to being a hit. So not saying they're a hit now. It's impossible for them to be a hit on August 8th, but on the path of being a hit. Traylon Burks, Roger McCreary, <clears throat> excuse me, Chica Conquo, Kyle Phillips, and uh, Nicholas Petit-Frere. Those five are already on the path of being a hit. Petit-Frere's been taking a lot more reps at starting right tackle the last few practices Traylon Burks, there's no reason to think that he can't continue to get much better. Roger McCreary, I think, has probably been the biggest talking point of the defense at training camp so far over the last couple of weeks. And then Kyle Phillips, the last four or five practices, has just completely arrived 
and has made plays all over the place. And Chiga Conquo, I have been very high on since I saw him in minicamp and has continued to be up there catching passes from Tannehill in a lot of different drills. So five guys that I consider on the path to being a hit. So that means that I only need one more out of the grouping of Malik Willis, who I'm not, I'm not going to bet on that, but yeah, Malik Willis, <laughs> Hassan Haskins, Theo Jackson, and Chance Campbell. I think those, I think those four guys make the football team. Malik Willis isn't getting cut. We know the reason that, about that. Hassan Haskins will not get cut either. Theo Jackson is the fourth safety on this roster right now. So you have to have him. And Chance Campbell, I think, is now progressing. Yesterday, made a couple plays, back-to-back snaps. They made everybody go, oh, okay. All right, I see you, Chance Campbell. He made one nice run fit at the line of scrimmage. The next play, they run Chig on a fade route. And Chance Campbell's in man-to-man coverage on Chig. Broke up the pass. Jump ball. Broke it up. And you're thinking, that's not what Chance Campbell's used to be doing at, at Ole Miss. And so all nine guys, I think, are going to make this team. And you already got five on the way to becoming a hit. So just one of those other four hits, and you're at six. So I think what the Titans did with all nine of these draft picks, and again, it's unique because of, of the Malik Willis, but they drafted positional need. You know, they needed tight end. They got a tight end. They needed wide receiver. They traded away their wide receivers. They drafted two of them. They needed a tackle because – I think I think their their actions showed that they weren't a hundred percent in on Dylan Radens. They needed to put some pressure on him, right? So they drafted Petit Ferrer. Uh, they needed a corner to round out their 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 corners, their corner yep. room, right? With the young talent to go along alongside Caleb Farley because of his ACL tear. So they draft they drafted positional need. I am going to say under because. First, and I will say this, I think you are caught up in the hype. So when you say five, that means I think four. When you say nine, I really think eight or seven. When you say everybody's going to get get and make the team, I hope that's the case because I'm cheering for Chance Campbell because he went to Ole Miss, and I think he could be a phenomenal linebacker that is a tackling machine. But if they cut him, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, it's a late-round pick, right? It was the last pick of the class, yes. So I, I am uh, – your excitement is probably a little too much, so I am going to pull back. So that's why I'm going to say under. And defining hit, I mean, hit means hit. Hit doesn't mean, you know, a, a base hit and then get thrown out at second. A hit means, all right – You've come into your own and earning a starting spot. Kevin Byard is a massive hit. Taylor Lewan is a hit. Jack Conklin is a hit. A.J. Brown was a hit. Though Derrick Henry is a hit. It's going to be tough to get six hits because Malik Willis is also out there, and we have no clue. Yes, he is the and ultimate. to hit as a quarterback is going to be very difficult, Right. Because Marcus Mariota, what is Marcus Mariota? Not a hit. Not a hit, Right. So Malik Willis has got to lead his team to a playoff win to not be a hit? (laughs) I mean, that's what Mariota... No, but but Zach, Marcus Mariota was drafted second overall. Malik Willis was 86th. So again, draft position impacts quarterback. It still matters. It's harder to be a hit when you're not a first-round quarterback. But it's, he still has an opportunity to be a hit. But in this day and age, no, nobody cares because if you are a quarterback, 
but your ass better hit to help my football team but in the fans eyes uh, no sure but uh, i do think every fan judges a third round quarterback or later differently than a first round quarterback or maybe even a second round here's my last thing austin okay. this is why i think you're probably a little too uh, uh overzealous and this is don't i'm not wishing this upon anybody but the probability is mike Vrabel always says you are a hundred percent chance you're going to get hurt playing football yeah. it's football one of those guys is going to be derailed at some point by probably injury it well, just occurs Sure, and Chance Campbell, I think, has an opportunity to to do that in the opposite way. Dylan Cole gets hurt Friday morning at practice, and he was one of the guys who was providing depth at inside linebacker. And now Chance Campbell had an opportunity uh, on Friday and Sunday to make some plays there. So uh, I I do think I, I do think this class because you mentioned Zach that they drafted for positional need, but they were also super specific in the skill sets they were looking for. They drafted for positional need and for contributors now. And readiness, yeah. Re readiness, because a lot of these guys, ready, experienced, productive. Like, I think Nicholas Petit-Frere is already looking like he's going to be that swing tackle that can play left and right because he did that in college. That's one of the things the Titans loved about Nicholas Petit-Frere is at Ohio State, he would start the game at left tackle, and if they had an, they had an injury <coughs> – excuse me, they had an injury in the game. In mid-game, he switched from left tackle to right tackle. And that's really rare for a guy mentally to be able to do that and physically. And so they got guys that fit their schemes in a super specific skill set who are physically ready to play. And we're seeing that translate on the practice field. Now we just obviously have to see it uh, when it comes to the game on Thursday well, And also, you know, Titans fans have been used to, unfortunately, the Titans drafting either injured players or falling players. I mean, look at the number of players that they've drafted that were injured or didn't need to be ready. They drafted Isaiah Wilson, not necessarily ready to be ready as a first round pick. Sure. Harold Landry was a second round pick that should have been a first round pick. Christian Fulton was the same way. Caleb Farley had a back surgery. Jeffrey Simmons had a torn ACL. Like and Landry, I just a Landry. huge portion. And Landry fell because of an ankle injury. Right? So, uh, Corey Davis, uh, he was a fifth overall pick, but he still you know, had ankle surgery prior to being drafted. So, yeah. I think that also goes to the only player in this draft class that is not ready is Malik Willis, right? Yes. Yes. All the other ones have the opportunity to be ready. Now, whether they're NFL ready, we find that out over the next couple of weeks. And that's why I'm not going to go and jump the gun because I still have to see these rookies play other guys that aren't on their team and tackle and, and, and make plays and force fumbles and interceptions and turnovers and swing momentum in a meaningless preseason game that means a lot to get ready for the regular season. No, no doubt. And that's, I do think that, the preseason is going to be important for these guys to get more comfortable uh, overall with, you know, well, nine of them. I mean, you, you got a lot of rookies that are going to play against, well, you know, the Ravens, Bucks, and Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. And all nine of them, I think will will be able to get, um, get that opportunity throughout training camp. And once we get on Thursday, Thursday and Friday is going to be a lot of conversation about Malik Willis and what we 
want to see from Malik Willis Thursday night and what we saw from him on Friday morning of talking through, because he's going to get a ton of reps, because there's no way that Ryan Tannehill is going to dress out uh, for that preseason game or at least take a snap. It is eSports here live on uh, this Monday show. Oh, here, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit yeah. this. Danny says, okay. ask us the question again after the second preseason game, that being at home against Tampa. We'll reassess if maybe, and, and Austin, I'd be curious, if you will double down on your over five and a half or if you'll change your mind. I mean, you know, once you see him a couple of times and, and some of these rookies play, you know, if Petit Ferrer gives up three sacks, you may feel differently about him. Or if he stonewalls and, and pancakes throughout the course of the game, you may solidify that. So I think that's a good question for Danny after the second preseason game. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, we're going to keep an eye on these rookies because the Titans need them. The Titans need them to play. Uh, and so it's going to be fascinating to see all that. All right, it is eSports here live on this Monday. Titans practice starts in 40 minutes from right now. I got some video yesterday that we normally don't see at Titans practice because it's usually in the after video portion of practice, and it's a hard fit video to get because of the placement on the field. But it's, a, it's about punt returning. So who do you want to win the Titans punt return job? But first, Zach, tell them about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I got my health new health plan at the beginning of 2022, and I am very glad that I did. I received better coverage. I had a better rate, 20% less per month than I was paying with my previous health plan, and better service. I actually talked to people. I had a, a teledoc conference when I was sick that was that free of charge. It was already a part of my plan, and it helped me out and helped me get better. I'm very glad that I switched two farm bureau health plans you can switch today as well fbhp.com slash a to z over 200 plus locations across the state of tennessee you're muted there buddy. sorry there's a lawnmower over here i'm gonna try to play with but anyway uh but download the betmg map use our code atoz sports for risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars and also if you are already a member of the betmgm family you get uh, MLB one game parlay insurance up to four legs on your parlay. You get up to $25 back uh, if your parlay misses by one leg with the BetMGM app. So, Zach, who do you want to win the Titans punt return job? There are three guys, in my opinion, that are truly fighting for this role Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, and Mason Kinsey. So, we'll ask you guys who do you want to? to win the punt return job, but we've got some video of the Titans punt return guys that we'll get to uh, here in a second, but Zach, I'm going to send you to the chat. Well, I, I want to know a little bit more about him before. Let, let's see. Let's see some video. Uh, uh, on what we if, got. You, if you can, I, I want to make sure that the video is, is doesn't have rap music real quick. So go ahead and read to the chat before uh, we can do that real quick, please. So uh, Zach comes in with uh, Mason Kinsey as a fan favorite. You got Kyle Phillips coming in from Jonathan and Xavier Phillips from Roger. Mark says Kyle Phillips, uh, Phillips from Billy Phillips from Omar Phillips from Eric Beth best hands for punt return. Just don't fumble from Damon. And look, I think the Titans have gone through, their fair share of ups and downs when the reliability of Mark Mariani, I mean, we knew that he could catch the football. And then you even had, you know, Pac-Man Jones, that was a play back in the day, 
for just the short couple of years that he was with Tennessee. It felt like he was here here longer. Then you had, you know, the the Adoree Jackson experiment that went awry, and that was he was unreliable. Even uh, you know, they had they're just trying to find guys that can catch the football, right? For for a period of time with the Titans. Don't mess up, don't screw up, and just give our offense an opportunity. That was kind of the team's mindset. And so, you know, I'd be curious to see between these three who emerges and then who they feel confident and comfortable with. Yeah, no doubt. So overall, they're at, they're they have like six guys back there. It's Kinsey, Phillips, Burks, and we'll see the video of them here in a second. And then you've got Terry Godwin, who's somebody who's interesting at camp, along with uh, Reggie Robertson Jr., the rookie wide receiver out of SMU, and then Brandon Lewis out of Air Force. Uh, but I really do think it's down to those three guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Terry Godwin's interesting because he's so fast. People remember him from his Georgia days, five-star recruit uh, who's got a ton of ability but hasn't really, really ever been able to, to put it together. Uh, but Traylon Burks, Zach, yesterday uh, dropped two of his first four punts uh, and then caught his last eight. So overall, he was, you know, he caught 12 of 14 reps, but dropping two early ones was interesting. And it's all about the, do you want to risk uh, Traylon Burks, your first round draft pick, uh, who should be your number one wide receiver? Uh, do you want to risk him out there as a punt returner? Mike Vrabel says he's hard to tackle, and that's why he's out there getting these opportunities because you like guys that are tough to tackle having the ball in their hands more often. Uh, but I don't know if Traylon Burks is the right guy to put back there as a punt returner. Uh, Cause I believe it was Caleb did some homework for us that said that he would be the biggest punt returner in the NFL in terms of weight, body weight since 2010. So here's Kenzie leading them off. And you can obviously tell it goes Kenzie Phillips uh, and then Burks. But what they did is they had the jugs guy send one punt and then while the first ball was still in the air, the second ball came out of the jug. So you had to track the first one, catch the first one, drop it, immediately find the second one that was already in the air. And you saw Phillips making it look easy. And then here's Traylon Burks as Mike Vrabel was uh, continuously trying to get in my way there. But Burks just doesn't seem as natural uh, with his returning of punts. And this was his second uh, set so he, yeah, he had, didn't realize that second ball was coming no <laughs> he and, wasn't and, paying and, attention but that was the second time through the drill right so the first time he actually dropped his first ball and then he caught the second one and so then he caught the first one dropped the second one but after that one he didn't drop a single one the rest of that period and caught you know eight in a row which you want to see but he's got huge hands and again we can play the video again just look at how natural Kinsey and Phillips are with their their arm placement, their elbows being being tied to their hips, and then Burks is almost trying to catch it with his hands. Zach, what, what do you see from here? Well, I, I think my answer is to the question. Let's see if I can scroll back up. Daniel uh, Lee Lewis, not Burks. That you know, whatever the other two is, and now here it comes it down to Mason Kinsey and Kyle Phillips. Look, I understand that Mason Kinsey is a fan favorite, but the pick here should be Kyle Phillips. It gets yeah. him on the field. If they're running two tight end sets, he may not be on the field, right? Because players will play over him. 
he may be a, a slot guy. It sounds like he's gotten more reps with the ones over the last couple of practices. But this gives Kyle Phillips an ability to feel out the game, which I think has value. He looked just as good as Mason Kinsey. I, I'm not saying that Ken, Kinsey looked bad, but Mason Kinsey is a is a practice player, right? They drafted Kyle Phillips to be a game day player. So yeah. my answer is Kyle Phillips. Yeah, I think Kyle Phillips is the obvious because you know he he of what he brings and he's got a lot of experience as a punt returner uh, and was very successful at UCLA doing that. And even Traylon Burks, when Sam talked to him earlier in camp about you know what is it like to be you know be back there returning punts, and he's like, well, I'm learning a lot from Mason and Kyle because they've been doing this their whole life. Like you know, Burks had I think 13 career punt returns. Um, as in college, and 12 of them were as a freshman. Uh, but I, I think Phillips is just so natural, and he just he has different levels of ability to help this team as a receiver and returner that Mason Kinsey is not as polished at. Josh says, Austin, why not Racy? Racy McMath is not a punt return type of player. Racy McMath may be more kick return, but he's just he's not as shifty. Punt returning, you got to be able to catch the football, make the first guy miss, and then get directly upfield. And Racy McMath, I don't think that's his skill set either. He's also 6'3", 220-plus pounds. Look, I stand by that Mike Vrabel and the special teams coaches are putting Burks back there in practice to get him more catches, not for him to compete for the punt returning job. I stand by that. That is my opinion. I will not relinquish that. That is what I think. But again, because it doesn't make logical it, sense besides but, that. But catching punts and catching passes are completely different techniques. So why would you want to have a guy who's not going to do that work? He's on catching a- footballs. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. And this is something that you, the content that you guys got there after practice with Traylon Burks. One of the things that he said is catching the ball with his body. He needed to work on that. That was one of his comments early on in training yeah, camp. Yeah, about Do you remember that? Punts. Yes. About right. catching punts. He's catching the ball with his body, well, you returning punts yeah, in but practice. Re- but Look, I don't think he's going to get – I don't think – I will bring this back up. I do not think he will be a punt returner in the preseason. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see it. He's out there every day. Look, <clears throat> I, he, I don't it, think it, he's going to be out there on preseason day. <laughs> And that's what Vrabel said, and we haven't. At, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for a follow up on to Vrabel on you know how, what have you seen from Traylon when it comes to catching and returning these punts uh, because he did drop two yesterday. But again, like it just it, like he doesn't need to work on catching the a pass from the quarterback with his body. Like that's that's like he doesn't need to be ha- returning punts. <laughs> that's my stance. Like, right? He doesn't need to be returning punts. It makes no logical sense. I, I agree. I agree. But again, like returning, ke- working on catching punts does nothing. It's almost like the home run derby. It's like whenever you, if you're a, a home run derby guy and you go out there and you have to swing for home runs 50 times on an all-star Monday or Tuesday night, then you come back and play the game and you're striking out a lot more. Like, cause a home run derby swing is completely different than an actual like third inning with a guy on second swing, and you need Traylon Burks being more productive in the third inning with a guy on second, not the damn home run derby. Who cares about that? Yeah, but Vrabel has not pulled the, Burks from these these 
uh, drills. So I, I know, which makes me think that they're actually going to have him do it in a preseason game like he said he would. <laughs> I I think it's dumb, but but that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I again, I've I've been agreeing with Daniel Lee Lewis today. I like the idea of Kyle Phillips back there. Yeah. That makes and, I think that makes me that makes sense first of all, like first and foremost, it makes logical sense. I think he can feel the game and I think he's reliable, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why they drafted him out of UCLA was reliable route runner. Now, he's got to learn where to be as we learned last week, late last week, but he is a quick learner because after he wasn't where he should be, he came back and was where he needed to be and caught a touchdown pass. So I like that developmental skill, that process. Kyle Phillips makes the most sense to win this yeah. job. And Malachi says, why not Mason Kinsey? And Josh says, I'd rather have Robertson returning punts. Don't use players you need on offense. Well, you know, the thing with Mason Kinsey and Reggie Robertson is they have to make the team. Like, I, I don't think there's just enough spots. There's not enough open positions on the roster for Mason Kinsey and Reggie Robertson. I like those guys. I think they provide value and or a certain asset in areas, but not enough to be a top five receiver to make the squad. And are they going to have six receivers? You know, because they're keeping three quarterbacks, I don't know if they can afford six receivers. Well, and look, they've done it before. Adam Humphreys returned punts after Adoree Jackson, right? So, I mean, they had slot guys back there before. The Mason Kinsey, I'm not rooting against Mason Kinsey. I, I, I hope that, and I think this preseason is big for Mason Kinsey to see if, you know, he got a little bit of playing time last year because of just roster circumstance. This year, I think they're taking him a little bit more seriously, and the preseason will determine, and this is, I think, always for me when I look at players like Mason Kinsey, is the moment too big? You will never know that unless you get into the moment. And so well, he got this is a moment that you can find out about Mason Kinsey. He, he got a moment last year. Do you remember what happened in a game on a Sunday, regular season? He muffed the punt. And that sucks for Mason Kinsey. But and, and also the this, moment Mason, was too big. But Mason Kinsey is better than he was last year. Again, it's and not, it's, it's one moment, but you now have to earn that moment back. It's just like anything in life. If you do something poorly, you're going to either get punished for it or you're going to have to work your way back to get into the good graces of whoever it, yeah. you're with, whatever it is. Yeah. And in football, it's no different. You have to earn that trust, especially if you're a cusp guy like Mason Kinsey. Those moments are now so much bigger because you're in the you're you're in the process of earning trust. Yeah, and uh, for clarification, Donnie D says he didn't muff a punt; he let a punt go. They should have tried to catch. That, that is correct. He let it go over his head, uh, and it landed like inside the ten where he should have fielded it to save some yardage. But again, a mistake on a punt return in a moment of opportunity where he made the wrong decision. And that is uh, fair. There. So that and is not a muff. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad a muff. decision. It's a bad decision. And uh, look, a bad decision in one opportunity, you, you can't mess that up. But I uh, will say this, Mason Kinsey had a brilliant touchdown catch yesterday in a period they were doing two-on-two wide receiver DB where they're working on rub routes near the goal line. A.J. Moore was in perfect position. The pass from Tannehill was pretty good in the back of the end zone. A.J. Moore all over him, actually got a finger on the football. Mason Kinsey 
concentration, catches it right in the corner, two feet down, double tap, touchdown was a really nice play uh, from Kinsey yesterday. But, uh, Zach, let's go ahead and shift towards would you rather on this Monday. You said it involves two movies, so we'll see if I know what the heck uh, the movies are. But would you rather, but first tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. You see the Palisade and the Sonata at the bottom of the screen. Those are just a couple of vehicles that could be in your wheelhouse. The Palisade's full-size SUV. The Sonata is a four-door sedan. They also have the Elantra. They've got the Santa Fe, the Tucson, and they have the Ionic. And the Ionic is battery-powered. You don't need fuel. Gas prices are still high, no matter what they tell you. They're still high. And... You need to kind of combat that fight fire with fire, either a fuel efficient vehicle or the Ionic that you could order today. They got you hooked up. Payne Bone owns and operates uh, Wilson County Hyundai, can order you an Ionic at a great price. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget the BetMGM app. You can take advantage of the MLB one game parlay insurance, which means any Major League Baseball game with a one game parlay, all you got to do is you get up to $25 back if your parlay of four legs or more falls one leg short. So up to 25 bucks back with one-game parlay insurance throughout the summer for Major League Baseball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, separate qualification, and eligible requirements. Wards issued with knowledge of all forgot to start credit. for to expire seven days. For probably game of support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, it's time for our would-you-rather scenario this morning. So it has to do with two movies okay. and something that would impact your life very greatly. Okay. So the would you rather is would you rather talk like Gollum or breathe like Darth Vader? So that would be your breath, right? Or Gollum. I, I can't even do a Gollum voice. It's so bad. But do you know who Gollum is? I know who Gollum is. I vaguely have a uh, audio sound of his voice. In and my head. I, I can't even do it. it might, I think I feel like if I tried, it would be so bad. Well, might as well go ahead and do can it. Can you do? Can you do a Gollum voice? I don't know enough to. I mean, I'm sure I could if I heard Gollum. Yeah, I know. And I know I, I, I we all know what he looks like though. His voice, oh, we see his voice in his eyes. So <laughs> the fun the have you given away the love of the show yet? No, not yet. Because Daniel Lee Lewis might have it. He goes, My fat ass already breathes like Vader. <laughs> well, Daniel Lee Lewis does get the love of the show because he's been on fire all show <laughs> long. So there you go. That I anoint the love of the show to David Lee Lewis. Oh, jeez. What would I rather do? Probably breathe like Vader. Yeah, but that's constant. See, I, I went back so and is forth talking. I mean, like, every time you talk, like, think about if you were just walking around quiet. And then all of a sudden you had to open your mouth and you sounded like Gollum. And people, whoa, what the hell came out of your voice? Like what is, I'm trying to think of what he would say. Like Gollum, like he's was, weird. Was he the, my my precious, isn't that my his precious? Line? Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Now I've got the voice. There you go. That's exactly. I just needed a little help. You needed your your Dobby. trigger word to jump oh, into. Yes. It's not Dobby. It's two different movies. But they sound the same. 
<laughs> okay, I'm out. I'm out, man. I that just killed me. Now I'm out on that voice. Imagine going to somebody and asking out for a date, right? Like, so you're 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 on the dating apps. You show up and you sit down for dinner. Ah, what would you like for dinner? Pizza pie. <laughs> she's she's walking out. No, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. you're alone. Nobody is going. But oh, but you also have the super fans that love Lord of the Rings and our Star Wars. So maybe they would be willing to to be with you. Well, uh, and Zach, yeah, I sound and Will's right. I sound I like a deranged, sick Elmo. No, El, yeah, I mean, like evil Elmo, maybe. Uh, but apparently, the same actor played both Gollum and Dobby, so that would make sense. Uh, but I, I think, I, would you rather, I would rather breathe like Darth Vader. <laughs> Three pack a day, Elmo. That's, that's some, there is an SNL skit waiting to happen <laughs> of, of like, you know, uh, Sesame oh. Street gone wrong. Well, it's Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah, I mean, there you it, go. There you go. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle needs to do that. Right. Sure. It's genius. Yeah, um, it is genius. I, I actually, I'm going Gollum because Ugh. I can't have that constant breathing 24 hours a day. That would not only be annoying to everybody around me. You couldn't go to the subway. You couldn't, you couldn't, you know, the Uber would be annoyed. You can't go into big crowds or concerts. At least you can be quiet and not open your voice and sound like Gollum. You're right. I I would just kind of be more of a mute and then earn the trust of some somebody, some friends, and then they accept me for the way that I speak. But that, that I can't have that constant. That's my point. I'm going I'm going Vader. I mean, I get you. You breathe a lot more than you talk, but Yeah, I'm I'm not doing golem. I can't I can't stand I can't I can't do that. I would drive myself crazy. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our Monday for the day. But Titans practice starts at 9 30 a.m. Central Time. So we'll be out there, Sam Phelan and I, uh, reporting on that. We'll go live after practice today uh, to get you guys set for the next few days as they have no practice Tuesday, no practice Wednesday, and then the Thursday night Baltimore game. Uh, to open the preseason action on Thursday night. So it's going to be a big week talking about a lot of different topics with this team before we see them on the practice field. But don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel because we will have Titans uh, highlights on YouTube from practice today. Also, interviews we do after practice as well. So we'll see you guys. uh, Sam and I will see you guys on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch after practice today. Zach and I will see you tomorrow morning. Buck Rising Live, A to Z Sports Primetime. Tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Adios.